Hey everyone, welcome to Absolute Comics, the show where I get together with Sal on a weekly basis to talk about news in the world of comic books and comic book movies and what's going on in comics. Today we're going to be talking about Batman and the Dawn of DC, but today's episode is brought to you by Shortbox, an app you can get on your phone to help facilitate finding rated comic books to add to your collection. And if you click the link down below, you can get yourself enrolled into a contest to get $100 to buy whatever book you want. Sal, we used to host contests where I would give away a comic, but we realized maybe not everyone wants a Groot comic or a Hulk comic. So we're like, why don't we give them $100 and they can pick any comic, you know? Absolutely. Pick your own damn book. Right, exactly. Stop making me do the work. That's right. (laughs) Meet us halfway. But if you click the link down below, put yourself on their mailing list. That's literally all it is, a mailing list. You are now enrolled into their contest. So that's our sponsor of today's episode. Also. Brought to you by that hot sauce is Hatch and Jalapeno. It's the hot sauce that I created. The link will be down below. You can get your hands on a great, it's got whiskey infused. It's got some jalapenos in it. It's got a few other peppers in it. I'm not going to go through the whole recipe on here, but it is zero calories and it works for great barbecues. I use it on uh, turkey sandwiches, things like that. We have created it. And no, this is not a pink sauce situation. We actually have it FDA approved. It has an ingredients list. It has the sodiums and the calories and all that other stuff on it. And we had it packaged at an official place. So click the link down below to get your hands on some of that hot sauce. And no, it's not that that spicy because we, you know, we decided to not go super spicy right away because we eat were it. Su- yeah. We wanted to make we, we wanted to make a hot sauce that people could put on anything, and then we'll make the spicy one with the second batch. We have the gotcha. recipe. Cool. But anyway, uh yeah. yeah, so Night Terrors has ended, Sal. Well, yes, you know, it's let's, do, over. let's do the one piece of news that news that we have first. Okay, sure. Yeah. Because it is interesting, but I don't think we're gonna have much to say on it. No, it's true. And there's a lot of people, a lot of people have already weighed in on places like TikTok. Oh and yay, that's I, the new source yeah, of the day. Couldn't care less. So, but you know, let's uh, let's jump into it because yeah, it's interesting. Why you why don't you take point on it? Because I've now been talking for two minutes over. Okay. Well, creator of uh, Fables, Bill Willingham, uh, has announced he has declared, like Michael Scott in the middle of the office, uh, that his book is in public domain now. I declare public <laughs> domain. <laughs> My book that I made contractually with DC Comics is now in the public domain. No, it isn't. Oh, that's what DC says. The the books that I've the, the create the characters that are in public domain that I can make that I don't own <laughs> they're in the public domain now. Cool. I could I could do that already. Yeah, I could write a story about the big bad wolf. <laughs> like, are you kidding? But at the same time, you know, the the more interesting part is the fact that like his books supposedly are in the public domain and i saw a lot of like armchair armchair legalese nonsense of like well in the book it says that he owns it so that's all the legally binding data i need and i'm like we'll have to look at the contracts here and dc was just like no i mean as i understand it he's upset because like he submitted scripts for more fables and dc hasn't done anything with them and so for him he's like i'm firing dc and i'm like sure Good luck. But that's where it becomes a contractual problem because DC's like, no, we own Fables. And he's yeah. like, oh, not the contract that I read. Right. Okay. <laughs> then, okay. Well, I mean, if you're right, 
then congratulations and uh, enjoy not getting any more residuals for fables anymore. But um, well, I think I think he's he's doing like a ripcord kind of thing. If DC yeah. won't let me do what I want to do, right? Then I'm just I'm making it so everyone does whatever they want to do. Exactly, exactly. I, I like the idea of a um of the precedent it sets because it because it's fascinating. I don't really care, you know. Like I don't I'm not a big fables fan anyway, so I don't have like a I don't have like a you know a horse in this race. But at the same point, like what if? anyone from vertigo who has a, a juicy contract where they could keep it and do whatever they wanted to suddenly declared their books were in public domain like what if sandman and preacher and like everything else that had been made through vertigo was suddenly in the public domain like that'd be kind of cool but would it you know wouldn't it just pollute the whole zeitgeist with winnie the pooh horror movies yeah like, i don't know I, I don't know but it is interesting and uh but i don't know why you know that that's the problem i think it's why you were like yeah when we were talking about it off mic you were like eh, this is really interesting because i think it is interesting in as much as like most folk don't give up a free lunch and most folk don't take a thing they worked on for 25 years and then just give it away for free and clearly he's only doing it because he's angry and frustrated and unhappy it's, he's not doing it because he's like 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 alan moore recently was like i'm giving all the proceeds from my dc residuals to black lives matter Yep. That is a choice. That is a decision. And that is a re that, that is, uh, it is. And I think actually both of them are bolstered by the same, the, the, the same motivation. They're both bitter and angry and sticking it to a corporate overlord. Yeah. You know? And so on one hand, like one is using public domain and the other one I think is like using black lives matter. Like, I don't think that Alan Moore cares, but maybe he does, but I, I thought it seemed arbitrary. I never heard it, him it, speak no, out about it that. before. Alan Moore, of all people, to suddenly come out and be like, I want to support Black Lives Matter. It's like, what an oh. arbitrary decision. Yeah, why did you start that now? Yeah. Like, you know? I, I, one, we're way past the big movement that was happening two years ago <laughs> exactly. or three years ago. Uh, two, uh, that's the charity you chose? And Well, I'm not questioning, like, oh, it's, is it a good charity or not? I mean, yeah, go for it. Support yeah. the charity. No, it just, yeah. it, Alan Moore's an old white Scottish guy. It British. just British, but it just seems like a weird choice to be like, and now this is my charity of choice. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, but it's like, I, I like it because it starts the conversation about like ownership and copyright and all that stuff. But like, we know, I don't want to get into the whole copyright thing. Like, I, I don't want to talk about like who owns what or did why. It because of the show. Okay. Yeah. What show? The, 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 the HBO show from two years I'm ago. I'm assuming that cause I did have a black cast in it. So that maybe that's the link. Oh, okay. With. There you go. That makes sense. But, uh, you know, again, with the with the Fables thing, like, Fables is, like, Fables is more relevant than many early 2000s era independent comic books because there have been video game adaptations within the past, like, five years. There's another know? one coming out. Exactly. And there's another one coming out. So, like, Fables is, it, it's not like the guy who created Concrete going, like, oh, Concrete's in the public domain. Scott the Disposable Assassin's in the public domain. Like, it oh now suddenly someone will do something with it like this is he is actually like cutting his nose to spite his face and yeah. and maybe he's doing it because he's just that mad i don't know but it's uh it's it's a hell of a thing i hope it works out for him i know it's just i find it really interesting it's interesting that he thinks he can do this it's interesting that dc's like uh no yeah but it's interesting that this is happening because they're not publishing more comics of his because that's what it seems like a spiteful yeah. thing of like Guys, make more Fable. I gave you Fable. Make it. Exactly. Make it. And they're like, we don't want to do that. And he's like, well, then I'm going to give it away for free. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, 
I, I hope that's the case, and it, because that makes it. I, I get Stable's it. Stable selling well. I I doubt it. You know, like like I, is there is there a rational reason why DC would not want to add to it? Because Bill Willingham has had controversies over the last couple of years. Because because Bill Willingham has inconvenient political interests, like. So he thinks they're doing it because of that. Which I think be. he's. I think I think he thinks it's retaliatory. So, you know, Ugh, I just. I know. I'm just like, okay. Well, good luck. Oh, I they also canceled out. the movie that he was coming out based on it. Okay, I mean, like movie in 2015, they got canceled. Oh, that was a while ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, I still I, remember this one. I remember this part of Fables, Fables fame. Uh, ABC picked up the rights to do a Fable TV show. Yes. <laughs> Why did they kill it? I don't know, but I remember they were like, "Oh, we'll, we'll just do Once Upon a Time." We don't know. That's exactly anyway. what they did. They killed it for a reason. I don't remember what the reason was. They killed it, and then just did Once Upon a Time. Which is just fables. <laughs> yes, yes. But like, and that's the thing, right? Like, they, they just were like, that is, that is for me, the perfect analogy for like, why making pa- fables, fables of all thing, the the public domain, like putting it there, because you don't really own fables anyway. Yeah. You didn't well, create I that, anything. I think that might be part of the problem. Because think about what happened with ABC. ABC is like, we're, we'll take, we'll buy fables. And they're like, did we just buy fairy tales in like one character that's not a fairy tale? Right. Like, did we just buy a thing that we basically could make ourselves for nothing? Yeah. And then they just made it themselves with an altered storyline, but the same concept. Fairy tale yeah, like, characters. Literally, nobody was stopping anybody from writing a like gritty, brand new era version of Snow White or right. or the Big Bad Wolf, or suggesting that like the Prince Charming was banging every fairy princess, like. You could do that anyway. You always could do that. Like, there's a huge list of games and shows and stuff that are inspired by fables because they don't need the fables rights. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then there's like well, the Wolf Among Us was the most popular one, right? And I, 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 I assume that that's like kind of the sweetest plum at this point from the fables franchise. Um, it, all right. So, all right. I mean, I've never been a huge Fables fan. I read the no. volume one when it first launched. I was like, oh, this is an interesting idea. I always liked the idea of dark retellings of stories from my childhood, but I'm, sure. I'm an edgy and gritty and, you know, like, wa- like wannabe goth kind of guy. So it works for me. Exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my outfits, attires are pretty much black and white. I mean, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk over to Dawn of DC. So Night Terrors came to its conclusion. Um, I'm apparently the only person in the world that liked it. From what no, I'm I liked it. It was just. It was I very stand safe. by my statement. I thought it wasn't bad. The amount of people no. that want to hit me up on random things and they're like, "Night Terrors is horrendous." I'm like, "No, it wasn't." Like Night Terrors is a great story. The spinoffs are great. The Night Terrors had a pr- lot of problems. It stalled Donna DC. Mm-hmm. It was also a backdoor Dead Man story, and they kept trying to show Batman like it was going to be a Batman story, but it was literally just Dead Man. Yeah. I don't care yeah. about that. That's that's great. I, that's the only way they're gonna. That's the only way they're gonna sell a Dead Man story. One hundred percent, and I agree, and I liked it. But the amount of people that are just ragging on it, like I'm like, it's a standard comic book crossover event, and the actual yeah. event itself, I thought was fine. I thought the right. actual Night Terror story was fine. It made sense. It tied into everything happening in the universe right now. Yeah, I thought it was great, but, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The moment we got into regular Donna DC comics again, uh-huh. you could feel this jarring gap. Mm. 
where you're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, where where um you were like, oh, you were not prepared for this at all. Like it just, it was an interruption. It was an interruption. And I think that is going to start to become the legacy of Night Terrors causing any issues. Because yeah. Batman's offhanded, like, oh, Batman was unconscious for like a week. Yeah. Oh, Green Lantern's like, I'm okay now. Like, yep. it's just like, everyone's just like, oh, we're just going to right straight up ignore night terrors we're just gonna yeah. pretend that that never happened <laughs> oh yeah well the nature of night terrors is actually built in to allowing that to happen i'm like oh, that's fine with me i'm like yeah you know what like that's what they do with most events anyway uh i don't care i, I just i the only thing for me that i was like oh i wish that uh that night terrors had done was i i wish i could have followed the like core story a little more easily but I mean, you could though it was just alpha four issues and omega i know but like i don't know the alpha's omegas and, and and which issues are what because like remember everybody thought oh, that it was I'm over a and video it was on like, that today yeah because i look i'm making a video on that with dan today about the problem with marvel and dc and i know mm -hmm. i just recently complained about night terrors and i recently complained about fall of x but the problems got even worse recently i'm sitting at breakfast with dan and rob on saturday Mm -hmm. okay and we're talking about life stuff we're just having a casual conversation and we jump into the topic of x-men and it just becomes 30 minutes of us all trying to figure out where events happened uh -huh. so we can because like rob's like oh you didn't know what happened to apocalypse oh i think that happened over in x-men red and dad's like wait x-men mars and i'm over here like guys i'm reading x-force i don't know what the hell's happening <laughs> like it's just it's just a, literally i'm not i'm not even joking i'm not even mm -hmm. exaggerating like this is with 30 minutes of us just trying to figure out where things go together. Yeah. And you're not wrong. That part of today's argument is going to be that. Like, Night Terror is Alpha and Omega. Why is there an Alpha and Omega? Because that's what the new, that's the new normal of publishing today. Like, that's what they're doing. Like, they, they're but like, this is how we not, sell books now. I don't know. I, I don't know why. It's not intuitive. It's not. I, no, it's terrible. I should get one. If you want to do a before number one, do a zero. Right. But when you do Alpha and Alpha is just number one. I know. Why the f are you doing that? I don't know. It kills me. I hate it. Like I hate it so much. And and there's no plan to change that. So get used it's to it. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. By the time the audience is used to it, they will change it. Like the alpha makes sense for Gotham War. Okay. Right. If, you, well, if, if, if it's a prelude. Yes. A prelude. If it's a, book, if it's a pre book, but if it's issue one, but they're calling it alpha instead eat me yeah, and that's that's what night terrors did yes. just like you know four ended on a cliffhanger because omega is the ending exactly that's the problem that's the only problem yeah. i really have outside of the fact that i think that like insomnia remember was when we, we've done omegas for a while but yeah. remember when omegas were the epilogue yes the story resolves by the last page of the last issue and yes. then omega would be like okay here's how everyone kind of reacted to it totally i like that a lot yeah yep I don't, I don't understand this Alpha Omega. Gotham War is doing a prelude, and then it goes Batman, Catwoman, Batman, Catwoman, Batman, Catwoman. Mm -hmm. I, there might be an Omega to button it up, but uh -huh. when you don't have a core line, Alpha and Omega makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. But These Batman, Catwoman's man. That's that's the problem. You, you want to talk about like apples and oranges or apples to apples? Night Terrors? I'll take two more Night Terrors over this Gotham War. Why? We're only two issues in. How are you already I, I don't give a crap. I don't care. I don't care so much. I don't care so deeply. I'm I'm back around to caring so much that I think it sucks. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, it's just like, I'm, I'm like, I am so exhausted on Bat- Batman comics. I'm done. Like, I mean, I'm reading them because it's a living. But like, I, 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 I my investment is over in Batman. Like, I just couldn't care less uh, about whatever's happening in any Batman comic at any given time. I'm about to make the God, my, my argument for Gotham Wars ruined by the reading order. Yeah. <laughs> have you looked at the reading, the actual official reading order? I have not. Okay. Is All right, it great? It is. Batman Cavalman Prelude to Gotham War Batman Day Special Edition. That we, That's the first one. We all read that. Yep. Then it's this. I don't even think this is out. Batman mm-hmm. Catwoman, the Gotham War Battle Lines at number one. Uh-huh. I, I haven't seen that unless I missed it. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Batman issue 137. Catwoman mm-hmm. issue 57. Batman Catwoman, the Gotham War Red Hood number one. Uh-huh. Batman 138. Catwoman 58. Batman Catwoman, the Gotham War Red Hood issue two. And then it's Batman Catwoman, the Gotham War Scorched Earth one. So the prelude and the finale aren't even Alpha and Omega, nor do the naming make any sense. No, there's no way to follow that. (laughs) It doesn't even have it. It's not even like Batman Catwoman with the Gotham War ending. No, or Omega. Like, it's just just more subheadings. I hate it. It's terrible. Oh, maybe maybe this one isn't complete. I also love these lists because this song... I'm, I'm calling all of you idiots. I'm calling... Comic Book Treasury, CBR, Comic Book Herald, all you guys who, uh, what's that one, Bleeding Cool, yes. every website that makes a reading order. And right. you know why? Because they always have another section to pad their article, what you should read before the event. Yep. And what they always list is every comic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. They never let, to, in order to understand yeah. Batman, Catwoman, the Gotham War, you need to read Batman Volume 1 Failsafe. Batman 131 to 136. Mm-hmm. Catwoman 39 to 50. Right. Cat, uh, uh, no, sorry. Catwoman 39 to 56. Night Terror is Batman. Night Terror is Catwoman. And then you can read it. So you're what? just telling me read everything. Yeah. Uh, no. How about that? If, if this was violent, like when I make the videos, I sit there and go, oh, like, um, Batman's going to reference failsafe. Failsafe is this. This is this. This is this. That's yep. the point. Yep. That that you, you don't you don't just say read everything. Well, here's the thing. I I I understand the motivation behind them because I think some of them are trying to pad their articles. Well, no, oh, they're yeah. all trying to pad their articles, but some of them are doing it because they believe that they are on the front lines of effectively like a fight to get people to buy comic books. You know, and they're like, so right. if you uh, if I tell you that it is like essential reading for you to understand what's happening now, like if you show the slightest interest in a new event or a story that's coming out soon and like I can get you to buy 1100 new books, <laughs> then I'm yeah. going to make you do that. And it's like that the opposite effect happens every time. It'd be like if I went to an ice cream parlor and I'm like, I'm, I'm like. What do I got? Fifty-two flavors. However many Baskin Robbins has, and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, that you could you could do those. But we, but if you want to under, appreciate those flavors, you got to check out these other flavors. And it's like a thousand yeah. flavors. Like I'm not uh, goodbye. I do want to comment. I was I was yelled at because apparently Cabo Bacar not here, but like another thing. Apparently Cabo Carol's one guy. Yeah. I, guy. Like, I'll say it again, and I'll say it a thousand times. Everyone acts like I'm supposed to know every other YouTuber and every article writer. I, just I know, I know. Harold- I thought Cabo McHarold was just like another publication. Like I assume, no, no, it's Blue one guy. I, all I know is he doesn't guy. like me. That's all I know. 
<laughs> he probably doesn't like me either. Probably I just not. I just discovered he's a person like an hour ago. No, this is one guy. <laughs> he's just one guy on Twitter. Yeah, and he has a website. Yeah, yeah, he's a blog. It's I, really I, you know what? It is I, a valuable, useful. Credit. It is a incredibly useful resource. Like that website. That's I'm what like, I was gonna say. I'm gonna give him credit because I he does such a good job. I thought this was a team. Yeah. All I know I, is I every didn't realize. Time, I will, I'll throw a little bit of shade only in as much as because it's funny to me. Um, when he goes on Twitter, we throw shade cause it's funny. I love people that don't understand. We're on a podcast where we're just throwing shade at everyone. Yeah. Cause it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> no, but he, every time he goes on Twitter, he'll have go, no ill will to anyone. <laughs> absolutely. No, no, I have no problem with mo with, with 99.9% of any of them. And they, this also does not, this, this does not include comic book Herald, but every time I, he goes on Twitter, this, I'm going to let the, I'm going to say this. I'm going to let the chat figure it out and they can do yeah. it all their own. Oh, no. There is one person, uh, two, two people in the entire comic book reporter website, YouTube podcast spectrum. Yes. Two of them that I refuse to work with. And I don't like to that level. Huh. Everyone else you've ever heard me throw shade at or whatever. It's all in good fun. All cool. I'm just, I'm just it's Rob. <laughs> if I meet him face to face, I'll tell, I'll apologize if they ever got offended. Because it's all just it's all just to make a fun podcast. Exactly. But there are two people in the entire spectrum. I'm giving you the entire spectrum. Yeah, everyone. That I act that I actually refuse to work with and I don't like. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know who they are, honestly. I'm 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 like I was trying to think. I'm like, <laughs> who are the two that are on Benny's? Like, shit I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but all I'll say is like every time he goes on Twitter, he isn't he doesn't do as much, but he used to a lot. Where he'd be like, uh, "Tell me some great comic book YouTubers," and my amazing audience will always go like, "You should check out Comic Pop." And he's like, "Anybody else?" <laughs> he's like, "No, guys, 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 stop, 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 stop." I am aware Comic Pop exists. Anybody else? And I'm like. Cool, dude. Thanks. <laughs> I we have get a lot it. of enemies in the spectrum in general because we're successful on YouTube. It's not even enemies. It's just it's just outright disdain that people yeah. have for us. Where it's just like, I don't like you. And I'm like, look, the reality is, if you if you put your face in public, 100% guaranteed, someone is gonna be like, I don't like your face. <laughs> I don't like what comes out of it. End of story. It's like, all right, cool. I, I, I am gonna I comment on this. You. The amount of people in our chat that just said Betty doesn't like Comic Book Girl nineteen. I haven't thought about Comic Book Girl nineteen. Like, 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 first of all, she's not making videos like eight years ago. She hasn't <laughs> been called Comic Book Girl nineteen <laughs> in five years or more. Right? She burned that whole brand. I don't even. Yeah, that's I don't over. Even, I, she makes calendars. <laughs> I think I don't know. But what anyway, she, back to yeah. Batman and all this before this just turns into. I mean, guys, we don't have a lot of news. That's the name. No, there's this, no news. It's this, just yeah. let me know if you don't mind these completely BSing podcasts because that's pretty much what you're gonna get until the writer's strike is over. And then they're gonna come out and be like, "This is why I don't like Benny and Sal." <laughs> yeah. Every week we'll just pick pick a person to go. This is why we don't like them, but it's all in good fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. By the way, no shade to, to Harold. I yeah, I, I I go to your website. I use the information available to it. I occasionally I, check out your tweets because they are informative and helpful thank you very much for your support i was gonna say i i like the i he does such a good job i thought it was a team uh, I, but, no he does the work of a team he is a, yeah. he, it's, a, it's herculean yes i was like and i forget where it was one of the comments because i do check comments occasionally but between all the channels i get so many comments i know that so i don't know where it came down or where it was at but uh, i did get a comment though like benny comic book herald's one guy and i'm like what like, one yeah. one guy incredible. <laughs> good for him this is where he's like, actually, it's a team. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes. so you miss the old days when we gave you guys news. That's what chat just said. You know, well, we gave you the news when we got the news. There's no news. We gave you the news. It's fables. That was the news yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny. 
uh, you know, the olden days, there were fewer of us, you know, so there was less competition. We had more time, so we could be like, the news, jump on the show, here it is. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you know what I find to be the funniest about that? This is another discussion of the whole world of comic book YouTubing and websites have fallen in popularity due to yes. the fact that the MCU and everything is losing popularity until they can figure it out. Right. I'm not saying the superhero bubble popped. We still have an entire community worldwide of people that know what this stuff is, Yeah, but it is less popular now. Yeah. And for some reason in the last three to four years, more websites and YouTubers have cropped up yep. than the entire start of me and Sal doing this as a career. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Like the amount of YouTubers and people that have come up that everyone's like, Benny, you don't know who this is? Like, no. Dude. No, no. And I have not, I have not sat here and gone through YouTube checking my competitors Hell no. websites since 2019. 2019, yeah. Betty, Benny pretty much retired from right. doing this full time. Yeah. And while I do do it full time again, I still have the mentality of not caring about my competitors. No, and what's 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 more to add to that is like it used to be. When you wanted to like get into the space, you create a whole thing, and then you have to build the following. Now the the barrier to entry is, hey, I just watched one of Benny's videos. Now I'm gonna make one too, and then yeah. the, and I have six hundred thousand followers now. <laughs> it's the TikTok space is is insane. Uh, TikTok has changed things so much because everyone is a fly by night influencer. One hundred percent. I don't say that in like an, a derogatory it, it, or negative term. Yeah. I mean by literally, they come up, they're huge for a month. Burn out, and then and then they burn out and they're out. Like literally, that's what I mean by fly by night influencer because they exactly. don't build a career out of it and they don't make a sustainable work habit. They want they to. They all they go, they're all willing. <laughs> they do like hours and hours and hours of doing this twenty four. I mean, Hustin is so burnt out right now. He's one of our co hosts. If yeah. you watch the other stuff on this channel, yeah, Hustin is super burnt out because he has to do like. I remember when we first met him. He was doing ten TikToks a oh day. God. Well, that was the met. The, the the thing is with TikTok, it was like you have to make seven to twelve TikToks per day, yeah. and it's like. With 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 cuts and music and good sound, like uh, that it, it is built. The TikTok system is built to burn out your audience, or to burn out your your creators, because uh, as I my firm belief is that nobody really likes TikTok. I think that the 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 way TikTok succeeds is by convincing everyone on the planet that they are creative and can have an audience right. so that everybody makes seven to 10 to 12 videos a day. If, 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 a, if a billion people did that, then you can never stop scrolling and people scroll because they're not looking for, nobody scrolls. Nobody watches a YouTube video and just skips endlessly through YouTube videos. Right. Because no. that's not how you watch anything. It is how like dad watches TV in 1991, but it isn't how like anybody watches content. But on TikTok, it is because you're going to the next thing because you're endlessly hoping to find something that is actually worth watching. Yep. You're just scrolling through garbage, hoping to find anything that might actually be something you want to watch. That's I, I think that's the system. No, it's, it, it, the, I mean, if you don't believe that, just think about whatever you do a TikTok bid or a YouTube shorts bid. How many of those stay with you? How about how often do you walk away and remember what you just watched? Right. That to me was the most telling thing, which is why I cut out most of my social media like halfway through last year. Because I realized the amount of time I was wasting on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. And I was like, I don't remember any of this shit. Like, unless I picked yeah. one and linked it to Dan or Houston because yeah. it was funny. Yeah. I don't remember any of this shit I just saw. Right, right. And realizing like how, I don't know, 
how like empty it is. Like you've realized you've never, you haven't, you haven't built anything. You haven't learned anything. You haven't gained anything. You're, right. you're just there. And you just, you, now you've just spent six hours. Like just Biggest looking at- Biggest issue I have now is since, because, so the, the shoe thing, by the way, for those who have messaged me trying to give me money to buy those shoes that I showed that one time, uh, I got the shoes. We're good. Okay. I paid more than I would have liked. <laughs> it was a, it was a joke that went too far. Oh yeah. Uh, did you win? Did you get a guy? Did anybody pay? Uh, no, it was a, a lot of our fans wanted me to do their favorite comic. That's what it well, turned yeah, into. Naturally, yeah, naturally. Yeah. But I ended up getting it because I was on the phone with that guy. Now that guy is a sneakerhead, and he literally has 77 pairs of Jordans. Oh my God. He has, he shows me a portfolio of shoes he has. It's like $25,000 in shoes. And I'm like, so he's the guy that tells me when this shit comes out. Yeah. So we were on the phone and those shoes are going for like 400 bucks. Huh. And I'm like, they have a bid system on StockX. I'm like, we were joking around and I was like, I'm going to, because the shoes are 120 bucks. I'm like, okay. I'm going to bid 250. No one will take a $150 loss on these shoes. Sure. They took it immediately. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know it's like, this is all an inflated racket. Like, yeah. So it sold it. I, I got them. I got them for way more than I wanted. Yeah. And now, now I'm going to be, when I start learning my kickflip, I'll be wearing them. So. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for the, the what I was getting at with this is yeah. uh, the only things I've learned, the only thing I, I have that happens to me now is because I've been searching shoes and stuff like that. YouTube Shorts started giving me the sneakerhead culture. Oh no! And all that's led to is me buying shoes at discounted rates that I'll probably never wear because I now have yeah exactly because now I have too many pairs of shoes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wow, we're way off topic. So Batman, you know, right? Batman, yes, Gotham War. Yeah, right? but I, I mean, we've kind of talked about Gotham War. I'm excited for it, but this is just going to go into my entire argument today. You okay. just gave me more stuff to put into this week's problem with. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's I, why? Why is this the reading order? Why? Uh, but, oh, because wouldn't it make more sense? Yeah. To just do Gotham War issue. So what? How many total issues is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Do six issues, which is just Bat Batman, Catwoman, Gotham War, yep. one through six, and then yep. as the backup, put Red Hood in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Hood's a backup story that's in every issue. Yeah, and there yeah. you go. Wouldn't that wouldn't that make selling this easier? Yes. And then when it's over, you say to continue following Batman. It's in Batman issue, and to continue following Catwoman, it's in Catwoman issue. Yeah. And boom! Why is this modern comic books? Right. Why, why is, is Fall of X? Me, Dan, and Rob sitting around a breakfast table for a half an hour trying to figure out where shit is happening. You did talk about the about X Men for half an hour, but, but not in a positive light. But you did talk about it. Remember, Marvel. Do you think that's what they want? They just want yes. us to talk about yes. it. Yes, yes. So they by do. adding confusion, right? They're right. driving discussion. Because as far as I think, I think there is some some methodology there. Because I think on some level they know that you're not gonna stop reading. Like I know, as long as I don't burn you out. Like if I make you angry all the time. But if I, or, or, or can, I gotta, I gotta trade it off. Right. Cause like too much rage burns you out. You'll quit. No. But if I mix it with rage and confusion, <laughs> you know, because you, 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 Spider-Man fans, right. You're reading your Spider-Man books and yeah. you're the, you're in the minority of, of Spider-Man readers because it's the number one selling Spider-Man book every single month. So I can't say that no one likes what's going on in Spider-Man. Actually, 
overwhelmingly the majority like what's happening in Spider-Man. Yeah. But um, even if they don't, Rob like, likes what's going on in Zeb Wells' run. We were talking about it. Well, Rob hates Spider-Man. So like, <laughs> but but the point is, the uh, the like rage can only get you so far. It'll burn you out. But like, if you said to yourself, "Oh my God, every month I read Spider-Man and I hate it and I'm angry," you would eventually say that to yourself and be like, "I quit." But like, if you're if you're like what the hell is happening in Spider-Man? What, what is, what is, what is going on? What, what is this? That's not rage. That's confusion. Now you're talking about it. Now you go, Oh, maybe I'll go on the message boards. Maybe I'll go to Reddit and be like, or, or Twitter or, or X or threads and be like, Hey, what's going on with Spider-Man? I'm, I'm baffled. And then people go, and then you got rage people who are like, I don't know. It's awful. And it's like, well, I don't think it's awful, but I'm confused and I'm upset and I'm, 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 I'm concerned. You know, now it's, now it's a discussion. Everyone's talking about it. Now someone else who's not reading Spider-Man goes, a lot of, a lot of conversations going on about Spider-Man, you know, like, and I agree, but and I know you hate when I reference manga because I know it's two totally different business models, fine, yeah. storytelling and things like that. But manga does a great job of just hyping up every chapter. Right. Like, look, I'm not caught up in One Piece by any means. I'm still 600 chapters away, but I see people going, 1051 dropped, let's all talk about it. <laughs> like, yeah, but there's only one book. It's one book, and the design for your story isn't to outrage you. Like, they're not trying... You know, people talk about clickbait all the time. They're like, oh, clickbait. Like, you, you, it's like, yeah, everything is clickbait. And clickbait exists to get you to click it. Yeah. Like, they want you to read it. You know, covers, comic book covers are clickbait. There used to be, like, big red circles and arrows and stuff, like a thumbnail, where it's like, they, they were called Starburst. Where it said, in this yep. issue, the Punisher appeared, you know. I still remember the time that uh, Dan and I was the early days. We used to review the comics, and early I tore up a Green Arrow comic on camera. It's the only time I ever did that. Yeah, and the amount of outrage I got from ripping it, and the reason was Batman was on the cover confronting Green Arrow, and all that was was one panel where he calls Batman. Right, and I'm like, it's bullshit. (laughs) So lame. Like, but it, but it is clickbait. It's trying to get you to read the book. And yeah. it's like, that's what American big two comics do. Like they're, they're designed uh, right now. Like the, the system is designed to get you. Like They're not manga is like, I can write one book for 50 years and yeah. the audience will stay with, with modern comic books in America. That, that's not the case. You can't rest on your laurels. You can't just go, well, Spider-Man and Mary Jane can be married or Batman and Catwoman can be married or we can go forward and Sp- Batman can retire because I'm, because I'm certain that the audience will be here in 25 years. The comic right. book industry is never like that. They're always like, what if they leave? What if they quit? What if, it, well, what if it fails? And so they have to keep getting you like upset or riled up or, 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 or agitated to, to, to read the next thing. It's funny because uh, I've got a, uh, so I'm going to be on new rock stars. We're going to do a crossover. We're going to discuss uh, the problem with Loki. And I couldn't pinpoint my argument with Loki. My, my core argument is that they are always trying to recreate MCU Loki. Yes. Just like they've tried to recreate Iron Man to Robert Downey Jr. They've tried to recreate Captain, but it's not the same. Cause you're no. not, you don't have Chris Evans. You don't have Robert Downey Jr. You don't have Tom Middleston. Yeah. But you do have Tom Middleston. <laughs> No, no, in the comics, I'm saying. Oh, no, you in don't. In the comics, we don't, we, you don't have, he's not writing it in his voice. He's not writing it, he's not selling it. Right. They're not involved. So, regardless of them trying to make Loki more popular and more modernized and things, the things that they have been doing with Agent of Asgard and like Kid Loki, where they're trying to make him more just like the comical guy from the movies, uh-huh. it's just not landing the same. But I couldn't figure out why it's not hitting the same. And I think the core reason is exactly what you just hit on. 
they, it's not one story of Loki. You're not just following Loki with one writer yeah. and he's finding his group. Dan Slott Spider-Man found his group. Like yeah. it or hate it, he found, you knew what Dan Slott was going to do with Spider-Man. Loki, yeah. Loki's not, <laughs> that's a different argument. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> Loki's never had one consistent guy because it's like, okay, we're going to do Agent of Asgard and this writer's going to do it. Okay, he's off. Uh, here's a new Loki, and this one tried to make it like the MCU. Oh, it didn't work. You're off. New Loki. <laughs> this one tried to make it like the MCU. Oh, you're, you're right. off. It didn't work. And you don't get a coherent, cohesive voice yeah. for Loki that you can make this version of Loki. I mean, it's a problem with Spider-Man where you have Dan Slott's voice, and then you have Zeb Wells' voice, and then yep. you have Nick uh, Nick Spencer's voice. Right. It, like it's a different voice. It's why it doesn't sound right when you're like, "Oh, Spider Man wouldn't act this way." Yeah. No, you mean you the one you enjoyed wouldn't act this way. Exactly, exactly. Like you could go back to Straczynski, Straczynski, all the way back in like forever ago. Uh huh. And like that's my that's ago. my Spider Man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's right. That's right. So, and that's I think the problem with Loki, and it's the problem with Marvel Comics in general since trying to mimic the MCU. You don't have Chris Evans' voice, you don't have Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, and you don't have Tom Hiddleston's voice. Right. But you can make a version that is consistent. Just put one writer on it, pay them a livable wage, and <laughs> let them make it. Yeah, that you you just you, just, you literally lost them at that moment when you said pay them a livable wage and just keep them there. I mean, like the the because they don't. When it comes to entrenched management and entrenched industries, like they're very reticent to change, even like good ideas, because they are they are afraid of like losing what they have or changing things so irreparably that like you know because I think that people think that the comic book industry is this delicate, fragile thing that works like, but for the grace of God, you know what I mean? And it's like if if you upset the delicate balance that this industry has, you'll break the whole damn thing. I don't think right. that's true, but I think that so many of them are are not just like dependent on it, but like, yeah, they're dependent on it. They're dependent on that industry, and 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 on that infrastructure that's in place to make that industry function. And so when you when you threaten to change it, they're like, "Get the hell out of here and don't come back." Yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah. what blows my mind, and I want to end today's show with this because I got to run in a minute. Yeah. Um, the most successful runs in comics, the ones that we all still talk about, yes, are not the twelve issue quick runs that Marvel created. Yeah, some of those are great, but they're not the ones that go down in the history. Everybody always in, points to like the fifty, sixty issue runs. Yes, yes. So why aren't we getting more of that? Right. Scott Snyder's Batman, love it or hate it, I loved it, but it was a great five year run. Yes. Tom King, love it or hate it, five year run. Yeah, people like to act like he killed Alfred like the last month that was four <laughs> years ago yeah like let these people just stay on those are the runs that we give a peter davis hulk uh what was it uh the immortal hulk run immortal that hulk concluded yeah we got to a finale yeah immortal <laughs> hulk is the closest thing to like i think like a manga run yes where it just did its thing it yep. was it it was yeah and I don't understand why the companies don't get that. Or at least like, when learn you just those let Dan like, Slot do Spider-Man for 12 years, yeah. you build a community around that. Well, I promise you, like, they think, they would say to you something like, um, yeah, but you can do that with Spider-Man. Like, you can't just give Captain America 50 issues. You know, because he doesn't sell. But you all. can! <laughs> and you did. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can do that. Whatever happened to just having these long runs? 100%. Why the best mangas are not 
the, the best manga is not like, oh, it's three volumes and we're done. Yeah. The best manga is like, we're on chapter 1051. Right. I was I had this kind of like a mini speech with basically Tiffany talking about One Piece at yes. Morton's because we were drinking and I was talking about why <laughs> I think I love One Piece. And I got into my, uh, indoctrinate people into the One Piece cult mode. Naturally. Um, but I said the big reason is, is because like characters that you don't think matter come back 300 chapters later and the story is looping around and it remembers things. Yep. It's not... Not like Batman came in, did something, and then a different writer did something else. The same writer did it, so it feels genuine. Yes. It's not like Nick Spencer coming in to fix what happened with Gwen Stacy and Norman Osborn. It's the same guy that did everything in the beginning. Right, right. And that's why it mattered. Yeah. And like, and, and for those who are wondering what I'm talking about, all I'm going to say is the reveal of Laboon. That's all I'm going to say, because if you're in the middle of reading it like I am, I don't want to spoil it, but right. Laboon, that's it. But, like, it comes around, and it's such a small nothing point. But when it does come back around, it matters. And that's when those big runs matter. And that's why, like, New 52 Batman mattered. Because Batman went 50 issues, and it doubled back around to the relationship with the Joker that was started at the beginning. Immortal Hulk was all about the green door and the one below wall. And the entire run concludes with figuring out what that is. What that is, Sal. And even Dan Slott Spider-Man, love it or hate it, came to the point of proving that Spider-Man doesn't have to be downtrodden, doesn't have to be beat up. Mm -hmm. He can go all the way to making his own corporation, even with the help of Doc Ock. Yep. That's why it's amazing. It's almost like a conclusion to Spider-Man. Love it or hate it, it it's a 12-year run that comes to the conclusion of, you know, Peter is actually smart and can succeed. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, it's true. That's funny. So, but I'm going to wrap up today's episode right there Yeah, with that one. I love doing these before I do my problems with, because you always help me sort my thoughts out before Dan and I go live, and he loves you for it because he has less editing. (laughs) (laughs) I think like an editor myself, so I hear you. I I, I know his pain. But thank you guys so much. We will see you all next week right here at Absolutely uh, Absolute Comics or Absolutely Marvel in DC. I'm Benny. That is Sal. There will be no Tuesday show because I'm filming this beforehand because I got to go out of town, but Thursday should be here with Dan and Hassan. I will see you next time. Yes, we're a great one.